um, and turn to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. 5, verse 11. As a reminder, this is the word of the Lord. It is not man's thoughts about God, but rather God's revelation to us. It is a precious, precious word. For here we find the words of life. and We are pointed to our Savior, Jesus. Let's ask the Lord to bless the reading and preaching of His word. So, Father, we do ask that during this time that you would be with us in a special way by your Spirit, the same Spirit who um, inspired your Word through holy men, we pray, would enlighten our hearts that we might understand and be affected and grown in your grace. So give anointing to the preacher and hearer alike. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Hebrews verse, uh, chapter 5, verses 11 through 6-3. About this we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall indeed stand forever. Well, Every year I like to present a new ministry and prayer focus for us. And you'll find in your bulletin a little card with uh, the major points of this morning's sermon. If you're visiting with us this morning, this is a, a different kind of sermon than we usually have. We, we follow what's called expository preaching, where we follow books of the Bible and, and look at the Word verse by verse. But this morning, I want to do something a little different and challenge us and give us a theme for this year as we think about what the Lord is calling us to in 2017. To do that, I would like to use four questions to structure our time together. Why should we pursue spiritual growth in 2017? The corollary, how should we pursue spiritual growth this year? And like unto it, why should we pursue church growth in 2017 and how we should go about it? This year, I would challenge us prayerfully to focus on these two things. That we might individually grow in the Lord's grace. That we we might see our, our faith strengthened as we pursue Him all the more. And as we work and we pray together for church growth. This is what I would challenge us to do this this morning. As we think about spiritual growth, what do we mean by spiritual growth? What I mean is this, that we would grow in our love and our knowledge of the Lord and His love for us. I I get to send y'all birthday greetings uh, in the mail. And and many of you, I I usually use this, sometimes I change it up. But but I often have prayed for you as I've written it that you might grow in an ever-increasing manner of your knowledge of the Lord's love for you in Christ Jesus. So much of our spiritual growth is growing in what we already have that we would know more and more of His love towards us which would fuel in our hearts 
a change in our affections, a desire to to learn more about Him and His Word, to grow in our knowledge not just of His Word, but His love for us, and that we might see fruit come from our lives. We all must academically say this is something we want. Though certainly our heart and our priorities often belie that. They, they um, They don't always bear that out, do they? The first thing that I would say as we think about desiring for spiritual growth this year is something that must be saturated with prayer. It's not something we do on our own. Indeed, even the desire to grow spiritually is not something that we can produce in and of ourselves. It must come from the Lord. But why should we pursue spiritual growth this year? That's one of those rhetorical questions, right? I mean, the answer is always we should, and we know all the reasons. But let's visit them. There are lots of reasons, many of which we won't have time to get to. But the text we just read was written uh, by, we don't know who wrote the, the letter to the Hebrews, but ultimately it was written by the Holy Spirit. It was written to a church that needed to be further along spiritually than it was. By this time, it says, uh, the writer says that, that you need to be teachers that someone needed to be sent to retrain them in the doctrines, the basic doctrines. They couldn't handle the meat. They needed milk a little while longer. It seems like in many ways they had desired to grow very quickly and perhaps had like a, a flash in the pan, but had grown in years, but in not in spiritual maturity. As we think of reasons why we ought to pursue spiritual maturity in 2017, why we ought to pursue growth in the Lord and to see our hearts change more and more, perhaps it's just time. Perhaps you find yourself advancing in years, but not advancing in your knowledge of the Word. The newsletter is out this week, and I commend it to you. Jerry does a great job on this thing. Um, but in there, I share a, a sermon that I, re- I heard uh, last week at Christie's Childhood Church in Demopolis. And, and the pastor kept saying, you know, you may, your body may be growing weary and it may be wearing down, but the inner self is being matured and grown more and more. May that be true of us. That whatever age you are, that, that as your body starts to wind down, that your soul is growing more and more full with your love for the Lord and a knowledge of His love for us. December is kind of an ironic month, isn't it? We're so busy, so busy celebrating the birth of Christ. At least that's certainly what we tell ourselves. But you know the first thing to go when things get busy? It's our time with the Lord. Certainly that's the case in my life. I never miss a meal. In fact, December finds me eating more than my fair share for a month. But certainly, um, my meals of the Word often suffer when things get busy. I have a question for you, a rather pointed one. My youth director used to always ask us this on about a yearly basis. On a scale of one to five, with five being mature and one being immature, where would you place yourself... have to tell me, but it's certainly a convicting question. 
and one that we have to ask ourselves. Are we pursuing the Lord? Wouldn't it be fantastic to look back on 2017 and, and see that this was the year that the Lord really gave us a love for His Word? That it went from being something that we just do to something we long for? The year that our prayer life went from something perfunctory, something that we just did because it was expected of us, and something we just loved and loved to labor in. Another thing, another reason why we ought to pursue spiritual maturity, both this year and all the time, is that we shouldn't expect victory over sin without it. Each and every one of us has um, sin in our lives that we face each and every day, and oftentimes our struggles are unique from our background, from our own temptations, the things that we struggle with. And we, we, cut, we struggle very often with, with common things as well. And nothing isn't common, uncommon rather. But how, how do we expect to have victory over our sin? To begin to put to death our negative attitudes or our struggles with lust or covetousness or, or, or murder in our hearts and anger and control and depression and anxiety. How do we ever expect to have success and victory over these things if our pleas to the Lord are not also married with a deep desire and yearning for His Word by which we are fed and our hearts are changed? The Scripture is not silent about how our affections are changed. Scripture is not silent about how we fight temptation in our lives. In fact, Romans 12, 1 through 2, makes it abundantly and exceedingly clear. They would read, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I'm sure many of us did travel, uh, traveled a good bit over Christmas. We, we certainly did. We burned up the roads. You know, when you, when you go on a, a road trip, what's the first thing you do? You go to the gas station. Because if you don't, if you don't have fuel, you'll never make it there. When we think about our fight with sin... That fuel is time with the Lord. That fuel is, is word and prayer of a life that is saturated, is saturated by the word of God and prayer. It's hard. Our fight with sin is tough, and it ought to be tooth and nail every day, as one Puritan put it. We are either killing sin or it is killing us. There's no neutral or middle ground. The question is, do we desire? Do we desire to be transformed? There are a lot of reasons why we ought to pursue spiritual growth in 2017. It's it's how we get ready for spiritual warfare. It enables us and fuels us for service and good works. Uh, It is God's will for us, uh, Romans chapter 8. It's how the Lord prepares us for trials. It's how we functionally depend on the Lord. But you know, the most important reason is because the Lord is worth knowing. We get many benefits from pursuing the Lord. But but first and foremost, that we get to know the morning star. That we get to know Jesus more fully. Do you remember when you were dating? Perhaps for some of you it may have been a few years ago. But do you remember the, the desire to be around your beloved? 
to spend time talking into the wee hours of the morning to be together, to hear the person's voice again. He desire to spend time together. And so it is that, that we are the betrothed of the Lord and we desire to be with Him. The Lord is worth knowing and knowing better. And the more we get to know Him each and every day, the more our affections are changed and we long for Him more than we did before. You know, there will be many great blessings of heaven. No more tears, pain, sorrows, sickness, death. But you know the best thing about heaven? Is we get Jesus. We get Jesus forever and ever and ever. And the eternal life that He gives us now, we don't wait till we die to receive it. He gives us eternal life in the present. And we get to know Him now, even before we get to heaven. Well, how do we pursue spiritual growth? If it's something we desire, and if it's not, then may we pray vehemently, fervently to the Lord. Help me to desire You more, Lord. How do we pursue it? Well, the first thing to realize is that God is on your side. So um, I started college as a uh, pre-med major. And many of you know that when I've come to see you in the hospital, when they do a, 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 an IV or take blood, I run for the hills. Okay. I'm there with you, but I'm just in the next room over. Praise the Lord, I didn't make it. Uh, but honors biology too for majors. This class was not for me. It was not for me that I wasn't well suited for it, but it also was against me. It was designed to be a weed out class. The, the professor did not want you in the class and he made it really clear. And he did his best to fail you. And halfway through the, the semester, I washed out. Sometimes I feel like we see our walk the Lord and time with Him and spiritual growth like I saw Dr. Ulch against me. But the Lord is for us. He loves us and He died for us. And He wants us to grow in our affections for Him. And He will do the growing. As we think about what is God's will for us, we, we wonder, is it God's will for me to take this job or that job or move here or, or do X, Y, and Z? But there are a few things in Scripture we are told this is the will of God. And one is in 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 3. It says, this is the will of God for you, your sanctification. Sanctification is the turning away from sin, becoming more like Jesus. It is spiritual growth, and this is God's will for you. He is not against you in this endeavor. He is for you. And if you turn to Him yearning and longing to grow spiritually in 2017, He's going to help you. In fact, He's the only one that can do it in your life. So how do we do it? We do it with the aid of the Lord in His power, in His might. He is the one who does it, and Scripture's not silent about how this happens. It's easy. I have nothing unique to tell you. I have no secret bullet. It is the word, sacraments, and prayer, what we call the means or instruments of God's grace. He grows us and changes us as we come to His Word, as we come to the Lord's table, as we come to Him in prayer. We leave a different person when we approach Him in faith in these things. And if you don't desire those things, then be honest with the Lord and ask Him to help you. If you're not reading His Word daily and and you're not alone in this, then start reading one of the Gospels a chapter at a time on a daily basis. You can do that. The chapter's a great unit to start with. It'll take five, maybe ten minutes. 
And the Lord will use that to grow you in your love for the Lord. I love Luke. A lot of folks say if you're going to start anywhere, start John. It's a great place to be. But I love history and he was a doctor. I'm a failed doctor, but I love history and I love Luke. So start with a chapter a day. But you know, we don't do this alone. We do this in the context of the church. I read a great blog this week online and it said, you know, if church is unnecessary... If church is something extra, if church isn't something we have to do, then let's just get rid of it. It's a pretty stark comment, wasn't it? But if church really isn't necessary, then what are we doing here? Church is vital to our lives. Sunday morning is the most important thing we do all week. That's work, that's, that's, that's school, that's family. The most important thing is when we come into the Lord's presence with God's people on Sunday morning and worship Him. But the Lord has blessed our church with other ways to grow in the Lord as we think of Sunday schools where we get to dig deep into the Word. And In our Sunday school class this morning, we started a new series on, on how to parent in a godly way. It's just been a, a real blessing to us. As we think about the other Sunday school classes we have that deep, deep, dig deep down into the Word, and Wednesday nights as we fellowship and dig into the seven churches of Revelation, what a great place to, to start again in a new year. If you haven't been in a Sunday school recently, or if you've, if you've drifted away from Wednesday night, then come and join us again. It is, it is, these are the things that the Lord uses to grow us in a deeper love for Him. Well, as we think about our own individual lives, we are not just called individually as Christians. We are called individually, but we are called individually with other people in the church. As we think about this year, I want to challenge us to pray and work towards not only individual spiritual growth, but also church growth. The question is why? You know, it's kind of like, why should we grow spiritually? Hopefully it's an honest answer. You know, it's an easy answer. We should do this. You know, should we pursue church growth? Hopefully it's an easy answer. Of course we should. But why should we pursue church growth? Well, one I would already, I tell you, is already happening. Come on a Wednesday night if you haven't been in a while and see this group of young youth, 20-something odd kids that come and join us every Wednesday night. Wednesday night, we had a handful of, of young kids upstairs uh, as we were in the fellowship hall uh, just tramping everywhere. It sounded like an earthquake up there. And what a blessing that is. What a great blessing. The Lord is doing these things. Our, our young group of 20s and 30s is slowly growing. Pray for more growth there. The Lord is growing our church, so I want to encourage you. It is already happening. Many small town churches are drying up. Ours is not. And we have only the Lord to thank for that. But we have to be serious about church growth because, one, it is how people come to know the Lord. Romans chapter 10 makes this very clear. Verse 10, 14 through 15. Excuse me, chapter 10, verses 14 through 15. How will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Do you know the primary reason why people don't come to church? There are lots of reasons. You have baggage from the past, hurt from the past... The primary reason is they've never been invited. The, the place where people hear the word and, are, and their lives are changed is in church. We are the church. 
Lord willing, nothing will happen to our building. But you know, if tonight it burned down, nothing would happen to First Presbyterian Church. The place where we meet would be destroyed, but nothing would happen to First Presbyterian Church. We are the church. And the way that people grow and come to know the Lord is by being under the preaching of the Word. The way that people grow in their faith and their lives are transformed and generations are changed is by being exposed to the Word of God. And what is the primary place it happens? It happens in church. We also have to think long term. Think long term strategically with me. This is not... um, When we think about the, the mission of our church to know Christ and to make Him known, and we do this by equipping you that you may equip others, this is our mission. This is not my mission. This is not the session's mission. This is not just a few people's mission. This is our mission as a church. Officer, pastor, laity, everybody. That we would see the church grow because no one person can do it. We all must do it together as we think for the future. We are blessed with fantastic officers. You saw them up front. Praise the Lord. We are blessed with great Sunday school teachers and great volunteers. But we need to begin to train and raise up the next generation. We see in Judges chapter 2 that that Joshua's generation, the generation after them, they failed to do this. And by the third generation after Joshua, everyone in Israel had turned away from the Lord. May it never be said of our church that we are pouring out and raising up and praying for the next round of young men to serve as officers in our church. That we are pouring in our resources, that we are pouring in our efforts, training up young women and young men to help teach and help with the, uh, the youth and our young kids and think outside our walls as we look at outreach. We must think long term. Ultimately long term to the gates of heaven. Where we will receive our eternal reward. And hopefully many who have come to know the Lord in our halls. How should we do this? The first thing we realize is that God is on our side. He's not like Dr. Ulch. You know, trying to weed you out. Matthew 16, verse 18, And I tell you, you, Peter, on this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let me tell you something. Long did I understand this passage, meaning that the church had the gates and hell was charging against it. That's not what this text says. The gates belong to hell and the church is charging hell. The gates of hell shall not stand, shall not prevail against the onslaught of God's kingdom. God's kingdom is growing. And it is His desire and His will and His plan for His glory to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. God is not against us. He is for us. So as we go forth, we go forth with prayer. If nothing else, we pray. What if each one of us committed the next year to pray three times a week? I charge you daily, but let's be realistic. Three times a week. If we prayed three times a week fervently that the Lord would bless our church, that He would grow us individually, spiritually, that He would cause our church to find revival, what do you think would happen? If we really all committed to that, the Lord is on our side. So think about numbers. So normally we have 75 to 85 on a Sunday morning. What if we all committed to invite 2.18 people this week? You know, maybe your spouse can figure out the 0.18. So there are about 8,500 people in Bruton, East Bruton. 
If we each invited 2.18 people, we could invite everybody in East Bruton and Bruton to our church the next year. Now we know those numbers don't work, so we all know the same people. And, but you think about that. If 1% of those people came, 1%, 1%, that's 85 people. If half a percent came, that's 42.5 people. Think about if we got serious about inviting and praying what the Lord would do. Think about the impact the Lord could have upon our community as He calls us to love Him more and to tell others about Jesus. It's scary though, isn't it? Change is scary. Growth is scary. As we think about our lives, maybe for you, as you think about what spiritual growth means, it means there's some sin you must actually finally deal with. And the only way that you'll grow is that you first deal with that sin. As a church... You know, we had a bunch of thundering uh, kids upstairs in the fellowship hall, and we love our our young youth. But, But change can be scary. So it means that we must approach our own hearts and seek the Lord to change our hearts as well. Indeed, I invite you Wednesday night to be here. We're going to be having a town hall kind of meeting before our Sunday, our Wednesday night lesson, as we think through how better we can get behind our young youth ministry and our youth. Uh, and how we can pray to see this, the Lord grow this contingent uh, and see more and more families impacted through this ministry. May the Lord grow us individually and as a church in 2017. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are on our side and that as we pursue to be grown spiritually and as we pursue church growth this year, Lord, we pray that you would grant us success. Lord, not success for our own merits. Lord, we will fight that. We will fight our pride. Lord, help us to fight it more. But Father, we pray that all these things would be done to your glory and your glory, O Lord, that we would rise up the church of God. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Well, let's stand and conclude our service with 293. Rise up, O church of God.